Hi, everybody. Welcome. Glad you're here. Last thing I do is warm up my tea. Uh, hi, everybody. Welcome to the Virtual Live Broadcast. Excuse me, I am dealing with the remnants of a cold, so I may have to put you on mute for a couple times today, but we'll see. Anyway, welcome today. I'm so glad you're here today. I am floating on an incredible high from yesterday's event. I will tell you, it meant the world to me to be able to do that. Yesterday's event was about relationships. It was part two of the relationship seminar. Uh, for those of you who are unfamiliar with it, we're doing an entire new series as this portal opens. This is an opportunity for all of us to really make some massive leaps in consciousness. And the group wanted to give us some really important parts of how we can do that. The first uh, section was last month. They talked about the bodysuits. We even went on and did an entire two-day live event in Leuven, Belgium, uh, to be able to talk about programming the bodysuits, what that is, how that how we how the group looks at us, a way that we can see ourselves and empower ourselves to really take charge of our lives in a different way, instead of everyone else taking charge of us. The more that I look around, the more I see that that has been happening on a regular basis. We do all kinds of uh, crazy things that uh, we have sort of been manipulated into from different reasons, and I, I don't use that word lightly. Um, I see it in my own actions, in my own self, in so many different ways. And uh, it's starting to come up. It's starting to come up into consciousness. Uh, I'm seeing lots of television shows about how we've been manipulated, uh, some of the things that we can start to see the real truth of in different ways. Um, there's many of them out there. These are reputable places. These are not just podcasts or YouTube uh, channels that I'm seeing. There's some really interesting things taking place. But anyway, that's a bodysuit. That was all about the bodysuit, how that works. The second one that we did this last month was about relationships. And it was an opportunity for me to really share a lot of myself and a lot of what I have learned in relationships, my relationship with Barbara, my new relationship that I've just started, uh, how that really works for me and how these things come together. And I, I think it was probably very powerful. I know I felt it was very powerful. We have heard from a few people that uh, watched it yesterday. Uh, it, it was very profound. You can still get that, by the way. You just go to the Espavo store or you've got a link on the front page of the Espavo website. Uh, right there to relationships. Next month, we talk about sex. I know, it's a scary subject. I, I, I'm well aware of it. And yet, it's not, this, this is not instructional uh, uh, videos that we're going to be showing here. This is not what we're doing. We're, we're, we're talking about how the spirit uses sexual energy to animate and to work through the physical body. And that's really what part of it, how the spirit grounds itself into the physical body with sexual energy and how that works, how we can use it, how we can stop losing our fear about it. That's one of the biggest things that the group has been talking about, that, that humans are basically afraid of that emotion. They're afraid of that, the, the sexual energy in so many different ways. We hide it. We, we, don't let, we don't talk about it. They want to talk about it. And that's what we're going to be doing next month. Now, I do have a couple of quick announcements I want to make here as we go through this. Number one, I do want to tell you that um, 
that today uh, we're going to have two people that are missing today. Sandy Sedgbeer uh, will not be with us today. She, she's on location doing a book for somebody, working with somebody on their book, and she was not able to get her equipment working right, so she was not able to record today's event. She will be back with us next month. And also, one of my favorites, Allison Chester Lambert, who does the astrology report, will not be with us today. She needs a day off to finish her book. Isn't that cool? She's writing a book. We'll bring it on, of course. We'll, we'll, as soon as it's published, we'll share it with you and, uh, uh, and probably do a quick review. And I'm sure Sandy will do a review on it, too. Sandy and Allison are good friends. So I'm sure that'll be covered here at some point. But she's going to be finishing her book. So she needed a day off, and, and we, of course, obviously honored that with her. So today, it's just going to be Juliana, and it's going to be Meg and me working today. So um, um, I, know you'll miss, I know you'll miss them, but uh, thanks, for, thanks for being patient with us. A couple things I do want to cover. Next month, we're going to change the date. It's not a permanent change. As many of you know, I have a girlfriend that lives in Belgium. I'm traveling a lot. And this particular time, I have to travel toward the end of the month. So we've moved the <clears throat> virtual light broadcast up to the 20th of the month instead of the 27th that we originally put it on. It is on the calendar as the 20th of the month, but I wanted to make an announcement about it too so everybody kind of knows what's going on and what's taking place with that. <clears throat> this morning, we did have a little glitch as we uh, put things out. Uh, we, uh, well, before I do that, let me, let me tell you the rest of it. The, uh, yesterday, we did our Lightmaster live on Zoom. And we, we do this every month. They have an opportunity to come into Zoom and ask questions that we will answer and answer live right there. We do have a place for them to write in their questions and then we'll read them as well. So you've got both opportunities if you can't make it live. But the Lightmaster sessions are turning really awesome because they're starting to share some really powerful things. Most of the Lightmasters are teachers in their own right. That's usually what we tend to draw in. And some of them don't know it, obviously. <laughs> that was me in the beginning. But, but basically, uh, it, it's, it was really powerful yesterday. Now, we're also moving that one this next month. That will be on the 18th of the month. And our second section of the EES, in other words, I'm trying not to use too many acronyms because it gets confusing, the sex seminar that we're doing, the sexual energy seminar that we're doing, will be the second day of that will be on the 19th. So it'll be 18th for the, um, for the Q&A and the live Zoom for Lightmasters, the 19th for the second day of the Sexual Energy Seminar, and then finally on uh, the 20th, we'll be doing the next Virtual Light broadcast. Uh, thanks for being with us here. I do have a few announcements I want to make. I'm probably going to need my glasses too. <laughs> uh, yeah, we, you know, this being human stuff is difficult sometimes. <laughs> Anyway, we'll get over it. Anyway, I wanted to uh, share a couple things with you real quick. Let me get rid of that one. Last month, the group talked about something that was kind of controversial amongst scientists. And that's that they talked about the core of the Earth starting to, uh, for years, they've been talking about the core of the Earth is, is rotating at a different rate 
than the outside of the Earth. So in other words, the planet itself is moving like this, and the core of the Earth is moving different rate. It was actually moving faster for a long time. It has been slowing down. And in fact, they say it stopped. Now, they also believe that it's going to reverse directions. And that is a fascinating point. There's a lot of controversy about this. If you Google this, you can come up with all kinds of different things on both sides. Uh, saying, no, it's not, you know, but you know what? We're into, we're into contrarianism. That's what I call it. If, if something happens over here, there's going to be a YouTube channel or a social media channel that comes up and says, no, that's really not happening. It's a big conspiracy and all that other stuff. So we are into contrarianism. So I'm sure that there's, this is also happening with the scientific community. Absolutely. Uh, so we're, we're pretty split on a lot of things. But it's kind of, kind of interesting to, to see what's going on. What does the group say about it? The group said there's a lot of things taking place with planet Earth. Do you remember just a short time ago, even a few months ago, they were talking about the fact that we were going to hit 8 billion souls on the planet and that the Earth was going to have to make some decisions about what she was going to do and how she was going to carry the energy? Well, this is part of the decisions, according to the group. And yes... The inner core has stopped. Now, can she reverse it? That would be awesome. She's trying. I'll tell you that. Uh, there's no evidence that it's actually reversed at this point. There's a lot of evidence that it's stopped. And there's more than one core. The big core is a big solid piece, but there's a little tiny core in the center too that is moving in a different direction. So I've not been able to get valid information about that to really talk too much about it. The group has not said anything about that super inner core, the very small inner core. And it doesn't make that much difference because the core moving at a different rate creates a lot of things on our planet. It creates the energy that we live in, according to the group. That's why they've been talking about it. They started talking about this years ago when they talked about the redistribution of water for the first time, way back. And... That has been happening. We're seeing it happen. We're seeing it happen today on planet Earth. You're seeing the east coast of the United States get pummeled. You're seeing the Mississippi River overflow here in the United States. So we've got a lot of things going on with the planet. And it going down, going down, going difficult. Does that mean that we're going to have a catastrophe with it? Hopefully this is a reversal. It's up to the planet as to how she handles the 8 billion souls that are now on the planet. But there's a lot going on with that. And kind of an interesting thing about it too. Yesterday in the relationship seminar, the group wanted to start, they wanted me to start talking about something called a relationship epidemic on the planet. In other words, relationships are on the downturn. Intimate, close relationships. Whether you call them marriages, whatever you call them. They're on the downturn on planet Earth. They have been going down for many years, and it's getting really worse now. Uh, a lot of things happening. Uh, Japan, has they, we brought up some of the things that are going on in Japan. In the meantime, somebody sent me some really interesting information about a service you could get in Japan that would, not a prostitute to give you sex, but someone you could hire to come in and cuddle you, to actually touch you which is really powerful and needed on the planet because we need touch. And this will come up again in the sexual seminar that we do next month. 
because of the fact that very simply, we need this touch. And also sex in general is on the downturn. We're having a sexual epidemic, the opposite of what happened in the 60s. Isn't that interesting? So anyway, that's one of the reasons the group wanted us to talk about it. We wanted to have a two-day seminar on sex, on how we deal with it here on Earth, how we can lose our fear about it, how we can understand what it really is, work with it, understand it, enjoy it. And, and not be afraid of it and, and understand the changes that are going on in the human body with that as well. But anyway, we talked about that last month. We talk, the groups talked about that. Uh, they, they brought it up in the, in the uh, Lightmaster course and they brought it up in different places. We talked about it here on the Virtual Life broadcast. What I want to show you now is really some of the changes about that because we have a lot more evidence of that. This is the Guardian talking about it. Why has the Earth's spinning inner core slowed down? We've got over here, we've got the Euro News working with it. Scientists say inner core has changed its rotation. Yes, many scientists have actually said that, but we don't have all the evidence of it yet. Here's a CNN article with one of my heroes, Michio Mikaku, has, has done an incredible job giving us information. He's explaining what's going on. And it said it could go to into reverse, studies suggest. This one I have to redo because they, all these people put up their ads after you've had it up for a couple seconds, so I've had to do it too. This is USA Today. This is becoming common knowledge on the planet. And, and that is, here, we'll switch cameras for you so we can work a little bit closer here. So that's becoming common knowledge on the planet. We're seeing it not just in scientific journals, we're seeing it in everywhere. And it's being validated that the inner core is slowing down. This is wonderful. Is it going to mean change? Yes, we're in the times of change, absolutely. How is it going to affect humanity? We don't know yet, but I have great hopes that the Earth is going to be able to support the 8 billion because there was a time when they said it wouldn't. And I will tell you that. This is a possibility of changing a lot of the energy that even the group has said about planet Earth and where we are in the cycle of life on planet Earth. So there's a lot going on with this. this is absolutely beautiful. I also want to share with you today something that's kind of interesting here. This is actually from the U.S. Geological Service, and this shows the number of earthquakes that are taking place on planet Earth. Can you see that they're all lopsided? They're all in one area, one side, basically, of the planet? You've got a, a really big one here that's taking place around Alaska. But all of these other ones are really centered in different places. And usually we have them distributed in different areas. But today, we're seeing a massive change of how these things are playing out what they look like and, and what that works with. So I, I will say that it's, it's getting rather interesting. In addition to all this, I did want to say that we, I had a little mistake this morning as I was setting everything up. Uh, I must have clipped somehow the Zoom link. Uh, so if you have been trying to get into Zoom and not been able to do it, if it's asking for the user or for the meeting ID and for the password, refresh your page and click it again. If you're on YouTube and you want to get into the Zoom, 
in order to have a quick two-minute reading. You can't do it through, through YouTube. Uh, you, need to do, you need to go to the espavo.org website. Big links right there on the front page. It'll get you to this page. And right above the video window here, you'll see a Zoom link that you can use. Probably not going to want both of them open at once. There's a difference in the lag, in the, in the actual uh, time lag that goes on. So uh, you, you'll have a massive echo if you do. So anyway, actually the lag is almost nothing right now. So, but anyway, that's the case. We will try to do this a little bit later if we have this worked out correctly. And I'm still working with this software. I do apologize. I haven't had much time to play with it. But if we have this working out correctly a little bit later, we'll do some two-minute readings. And uh, you can just kind of get a quick reading about that. Now, yesterday, I did put up several new days. I put up three new dates for private sessions. They've more than 50% sold out already. But I will tell you, if you're interested in that, go to the front page of aspavo.org and click on the link that says private sessions. We do have a few people waiting uh, to, to have a private reading now, too. So it must be working. But uh, also go to the place of private sessions. It'll take you to a page which describes the whole thing. Scroll down to the bottom of that, and you can actually book a session. You can choose your time frame depending on you know, where you are and what works for you. Also, on top of all this, I'm heading back to Belgium, which is the reason we're moving the virtual live broadcast up a week and, and the, other, the other events a week. Uh, and in Belgium, I haven't nailed it down yet, but it looks to me like we're going to have two days of in-person private sessions that I will make available when I'm over there. The price is going to go up a little bit. Um, we're going to price it in euros instead of U.S. dollars. I can't make all those announcements now because we have not locked down the hotel, but that's happening in the next couple of days. Watch the website. I will uh, make that available right on the front page in, in, at the very top very soon once I get that done. But for those of you in Europe, and particularly in the Netherlands and Belgium, the northern part of Belgium, I will be doing two days of private sessions live. So you can actually do that live if you'd like. Uh, we're also working on several other places throughout the world where hopefully we'll be able to do some in-person private in-person seminars. Uh, we just got back from Belgium. We did a two-day um, powerful seminar. That was that was wonderful. So we're gonna we're gonna repeat that hopefully in the Netherlands in October is our current plan. We'll see how things work out. We'll see how it all works out. Uh, everything's in flux right now. We, we try, I, can, I can tell you what I'm dreaming about, but once we nail it down, we'll make the official announcement and make, make it available for registration and make it, make it open for you. But I'm very excited to be back out and traveling and doing much of the, uh, much of the work that Barb and I used to do together. The one in Belgium, we dedicated everything. We dedicated the entire seminar to Barbara. We played the old music. We did the Arms of the Angels, all the fun things that we've done before. So it, it's been a real joy to, to be able to do that. I want to take it to different places throughout the world as well. So thanks. Good. Okay, I'm going to step into channel here in just a second. We'll be able to work with that. But I wanted to kind of get through some of the more important pieces and things that we're doing here uh, in order to do that. And by the way, if you want a two-minute reading, if you, if you use your video 
I will broadcast it. So be aware, it's not just on Zoom here. It will be broadcast on Zoom, which not only includes our website and our own streaming services, but also includes YouTube. So uh, if you don't want to be seen, don't make your camera active. It's pretty simple. If you do want this to work, go in there ahead of time. There's a way that you can test out your camera and test out your audio to make sure everything's working. If we bring you in and nothing's working or something's not working, I'll, I'll be with you for a few seconds, but then I'm going to have to move on because we have a whole lot of people watching and, and so forth. So I, I, will, I will do that. Okay, good. One other thing I want to bring up. Sandy Sedgbeer is not going to be with us today to do her normal, um, normal book report and, and her, uh, the, the books that she's doing and sharing with us. I'm sorry, I'm drawing a blank on her segment. Uh, anyway, the, the name of it. Anyway, the, uh, she's not going to be here today, but I want to bring a couple things up. Lately, I don't know what the deal was, but lately in the last two or three months, I have been asked to do a lot of cover blurbs for people and uh, also some forwards for books that were there. And these are books and people that I, I generally know pretty well or have been a part of this family for some time. And I want to bring you one today. If we have time, I'll do this in the future as well because we have several that I've just received. But one that I want to bring you today is is Andy Santo Pietro's, I think I'd be able to pronounce his name by now. But anyway, uh, Andy came up with some incredible information, been writing books for a while, has been doing incredible work, and came up with a beautiful book about the new 5D human. Let me just kind of share a little bit with this. I'm not going to do a full book report on it. Many people know that the group does not allow me to read books. I do get an idea of it very simply from the table of contents, from their description of the book, and I do write a lot of cover blurbs and forwards for people. Uh, and if you send me, if I do that and you send me a book, I'll try to bring it on the virtual light broadcast. Okay? So there's a few that I haven't gotten yet, but the new 5D Human uh, is really interesting book, the way that Andy sees things and the way that he puts things. It's really fascinating. So let me just go through the table of contents really quickly for you because there's some fascinating things here. He talks about living in a multi-dimensional reality, right? His explanation of how that works. And then he goes from Lemuria to Atlantis, and then the next chapter is from Atlantis to Atlanta, bringing it into the earth. The next one's about the pandemic, enters the fray, talks about what was going on. The chapter five is the new 5D codex, the new way that we're going to work with things. And chapter six is the 5D human. And that's a capital H and a capital U. Uh, I'm, I don't know all the details of that yet. He'll have to fill me in. This number seven is the great power comes with great responsibility. Again, uh, these are things the group has talked about that are really important on the planet. So I'm honored to see this reflected in other works. Eight is the 5D upgrade. Nine is the spiritual evolution of epic proportion. Ten, staying, the command, uh, staying in command of your 5D reality. Really practical things that Andy has shared with us here in this whole process. And then the final chapter is all about final thoughts. But I do want to read the notice that he gave right here in the beginning of the book. It says, 5D upgrade process. 
process. This book contains high-frequency words and source code, love, light, and love. Do not drive or operate heavy machinery while reading. I love it. Nice work, Andy. I'm honored to, uh, honored to uh, be a part of that. I actually wrote the foreword to his book. Um, and, and very, very honored to do that. So welcome aboard. Glad you're all with us here today. Okay, with that, I'll try to cover some of the, up th the things that are taking place because we have so many things going on. I want to say very briefly that, you know, when we opened this portal back at the end of March and have gone through the first month or so with that, uh, it goes all the way through August 29th. The channel the last channel today is going to be about that. Maybe the first channel too. They haven't really told me what it's going to be about today. But the channel is going to be about the, the portal again and more importantly how it can affect us, how we can take advantage of it, how we can use it in different ways. So we'll be doing that as well. But they gave me at the beginning of this, they told me that they wanted to do a whole new series of seminars. And the series of seminars, of course, is the human lessons for the spirit. Basically teaching the spirit how to pretend to be a human and things that we can improve ourselves on during this portal. It's been very powerful. I'm very honored and absolutely now, I'm, they gave me the, the discussions of what we were gonna talk about. I put them on the page. You can see it at the top of the espavo.org webpage. It talks about the portal and says click here where we describe what's going to happen all in the months coming. I had no idea how interconnected they were until yesterday. Giving this the second day of this relationship seminar, I started to see really just how important all these different pieces of it are. The first was talking about the bodysuit. The second was talking about relationships, intimate relationships. We have relationships everywhere. But what about love relationships? What about it? And that can be defined in many different ways. There's, uh, there's gay relationships, there's, there's polyamory, there's uh, monogamous relationships. There's all kinds of different relationships that we've had. But they, these suggestions and ideas flowed with all of them. So I think that was a very powerful way. But it also really told me how these are all connected. They talked a lot about the bodysuit. Now that we know about the bodysuit, they're making references to it all the time and how it works and how the relationships work through the bodysuit. Uh, the next, we're gonna be talking about sex and the, and the sexual energy that we use, how we use it not just in intimate relationships, but we use it in a lot of different ways, but they really wanna talk about also the intimate relationships, how we ground the spirit. Absolutely incredible stuff, and I know there's a lot of fear about it. I, I know that's the case. If I uh, if I had the book out, and this will turn into a book, this whole series will turn into a book, I'll guarantee you. If I had the book out, it's probably going to be banned in some libraries. That's okay with me. That's all right with me. Uh, so anyway, uh, that's going on. After that's going to be talking about communication, transparent communication. What they mean by transparent is how do we communicate straight from the spirit through the bodysuit? without having the bodysuit twisted and curve it and do everything else. How do we get the importance of that about that? And then we're gonna be working after that with, with negative human emotions, which the group says are actually incredible opportunities to transmute those for change. 
I'm starting to see how this all ties together in different ways. And then we'll, we'll close with some final pieces and some final activations all the way through August. I'm very pleased with this. This is absolutely going to turn into a book. It may take me a year or two to actually do that, but I am so thrilled to have this information and have it available. This will also be available in the store. It's available right now. You can go in and buy individual pieces of it. You can join Lightmaster and get everything going forward as well. Uh, you, can, you can do that. Uh, the Lightmaster group is, is getting very active, so we're, we're doing a lot of things together and getting to know each other, which is really cool. When I went to Lurvin uh, recently and did a seminar there, the first thing I asked is how many Lightmasters were in the room. We had kind of a small room, so we only had room for 65 people. We ended up with 64. And out of the 64 people that were there, about 22 of them, I believe, were Lightmasters. So it was incredible to come together and, and have this joyous reunion with the, with the family of light, the group calls it. So we're very honored to, to be there doing that. Okay, I'll slow down for a minute because I'm, I'm very excited about everything that's going on here, uh, and I'm thrilled to be with you today. Uh, I hope you consider this to be, hope you consider yourself to be part of the family. Even if you haven't seen us in a while, or if you've been away for a while, it's a great place to come and kind of get your recharge for the month. Then if you want to take it further and you want to take some of the courses or you want to be part of it in some way, we're also going to have some ways that people can uh, join us with their activities. As I've said, most people that take courses from us and almost all the light masters are actually teachers in their own way. They have their own seminars, they have their own books, they have many things that they're going out uh, and I'm gonna try and make a little more space for that to show up other than just the virtual light broadcast every month. But I'm very honored to be able to do that here with all of you. Lightworkers of planet Earth, it's a beautiful time to be alive. Give me just a moment to blow my nose and then kind of re reset my energy. And I promise I'll mute the microphone. And, and I'll be right back with the first channel from the group. Spava, everyone. Greetings, dear ones. I am the Keeper of Time. Greetings from home. We have missed you. You have been playing a game on a planet, pretending to be separate, pretending to be finite, pretending to be imperfect. You're pretending well. Isn't that what humans do? They play games. Please do not concern yourself with the severity of the game. Many people think it's way too serious to be a game, and yet, it's a beautiful game. The interesting part about it, you're the ones that designed it. Yes. We tell you, now the game is changing. And that's a beautiful time for all of you. We hope you know that you are in control of everything that you work with. How do you know that? How do you work with it? Well, the first part, as we've mentioned many times, is about taking responsibility. 
knowing that you are creator beings of the greatest magnitude, pretending to be imperfect, showing yourselves and proving that you are imperfect at many of the, t of the opportunities that you have. Not wrong, dear ones, it's beautiful. But we see you as the perfect beings that you are. We see all 11 dimensions of you. And we know that when you're over here in this dimension trying to do something and having difficulty, that over here you have probably already mastered that. It's how you divide your perfection in a multidimensional experience. You're magical beings indeed. We are so honored to be here reflecting your magnificence because that is our greatest joy. We're not here to tell you which way to turn or to make decisions for you. We are simply here to share with you our vision of planet Earth and your great journey on this planet. Welcome home, dear ones. Welcome home. It's with the greatest of honor we tell you that. Now, during this time that we have, during this first section of the virtual light broadcast, yes, we actually said those words for a change, of that process, we're going to do a quick healing circle and allow any of you that wish to bring something forward that you're ready to release, you're ready to change, you're ready to perfect in your own experience. And you'll get the help of all these masters of the light, all these energy beings that are creator beings focused, standing on the outside of the circle. And we'll tell you all now, take your place. If you wish to have healing during this process, step forward. Move into the circle, smile, close your eyes, and simply receive. And for those of you who wish to be part of the healing, step on the outside, hold your hands up like this, send the energy straight through the palms of your hands, and allow yourself to give as much love as you can hold. Now, you're humans. So those of you on the outside of the circle, sometimes we'll even have, you can't help but have some judgment sometimes about the things that a person is healing. You may look at them and say, oh, there's nothing wrong here. It's all part of being a human. Oh, you may look at this, well, how silly are you to have that problem? You, you may have all these natural judgments. Please, let that go for the time. We're going to use complete unconditional love and unconditional support in this energy you're going to find that you are the ones being healed along with those that have stepped in the center. So take a breath. Let your eyes close naturally, comfortably. Find the very center of your energy. Let the smile on your face grow as you feel your spirit sending energy through your physical body and through the body suit itself to those beings who step forward and place themselves in the center of this healing circle. Take a breath and feel those connections as you hold your hands high, sending the energy through your palms of your hands also feel that you have those standing right next to you. Interweave your energy with theirs, almost as if you are holding hands, but not just 
interweaving the energy as it leaves your body and goes toward the center of the circle. For those of you in this circle, if you are not feeling anything, move around a bit. Let your being move within that circle. You do not need to move your physical body to do this, but move your bodysuit. Move that being, that avatar that you use to play the game of pretending to be a human. And allow it to receive the light, again, unconditionally, without expectation, without tainting the vision or tainting the energy. Now, simultaneously, everyone takes a deep breath in and releases it very slowly as everyone aligns their vagus nerve. You can feel the light growing within you. Share that in the circle around you for those on the outside and for those of you on the inside, let it circle and encase your entire heart. Know that you're in the right place at the right time. You have been called by your own spirits, by your own connections. We are honored to be here reflecting that for you. Now take another deep breath. And as you release it slowly, allow your eyes to blink open slowly. Let the light into your eyes. Excellent. Feel the new energy you're carrying. You have been stamped by light workers globally. You may carry it for as long as you wish. It is entirely up to you. But know that we are here smiling so big. It's a grand time for you to be on Earth. Welcome home, dear ones. Welcome home. It is with the greatest of honor that I ask you to treat each other with highest respect. Look into each other's eyes and see each other's spirit and reflect that beauty for them. Nurture one another and open those doors whenever you can, willingly and unconditionally. You're creating a new game to play, and so is the Earth. And all we ask is that you play well together. Aspavo, dear ones, I am the keeper of time. And time is changing. Aspavo, you are loved. Sometimes I'm kind of stunned afterwards, so give me just a moment. Actually, we're going to go right into Meg. Meg Adamson's got a powerful message for us here today, so we're going to go right into her work while I kind of recover a little bit. Thanks for being here with us. A spa for everyone. Hi, everybody. So nice to be here with you again this month. Let's jump right in. Last month, in continuation to last month, I was talking about the power of imagery. And this month, I really want to expand now because imagery being 
dominant language of the subconscious mind, dominant language of the brain is where I want to go. I want to expand now further into some practical ways that you can begin to interrupt the negative loops that so many people are in like stress, fear, worry, anxiousness. We've trained our nervous systems to perceive information and in response to that stimulus, even if it's slightly stressful to us, we have a nervous system response. It happens that fast. We have trained our nervous systems into that fast of a response, fight or flight, and we've basically trained our brains to expect it, to expect to see the negative, and that piece is really important. So I wanna go over just a few brain facts as we start. When we are in stress, the hippocampus, located deep in the center of our brains, it's, it, it's altered when we're in stress. It inhibits GABA receptors. And if that's not relieved, this can lead to long-term stress-related illnesses. Studies have shown that stress begins to shrink the hippocampus, and the hippocampus is responsible for our learning and memory encoding and memory consolidation and our spatial navigation. So you can connect a dot right there to panic attacks. The amygdala is also impacted when we are in a stress response. Again, part of the limbic system and deep inside of the brain. It's the core of our neural system for processing fearful and threatening stimuli. It's, that's our emotions, our survival instincts, and part of our memory encoding process, particularly the higher emotional responses. So what happens when we're in stress? So the hippocampus, our, our eyes and our ears take in the data and they send the information to the amygdala, which then interprets the sights and the sounds. And in anxiety, the amygdala is responsible for that fearful response, that aggressive response, that defensive behavior. Think about that. So what's happening? We are conditioning ourselves to expect stress, bodies responding almost autonomically to it. Now it's not quite, but it's fast. And then we immediately go into the, in, the inflaming, the amygdala grows, and we don't want that. We don't want our stress response to grow. We want our hippocampus not to shrink. That's our, that's our ability to make good choices. That's our learning. That's our decision-making process. So when the amygdala shrinks, and, or sorry, when the hippocampus shrinks and the amygdala is inflamed, we are in a heightened emotional state of negativity we then act out with potentially aggressive behavior. Landing, making sense. So the more we experience stress, the more we shrink the hippocampus. So we're altering, not only are we changing how we respond to situations, we're altering our memories based on our perception of stress. That's important. And we're enlarging our amygdala creating higher levels of stress hormones and heightened emotional responses. We're doing this every day, every day, every day. This becomes expected. This becomes our immediate response. And then we are in a stress response for most of our day. 
And we can almost go unconscious in it because we begin to expect it. That's important. So you see why we're not really talking about, in my opinion, the correct things when tragic events happen in the world. We're talking about gun control. Not that they're not important, they're extremely important, but are they the source? What's really happening? When we talk about mental illness, it almost kind of takes a broad stroke and puts the responsibility on the individual. But is it? Is it? Are we living in in a society where you are respected and seen as someone who governs themselves? Someone with personal power? Someone with control? Or are we, are we blaming so that we don't really have conversations about how the whole system is set up? And what I mean by that is society, the whole ecosystem. So that's what I'm going to break down and tie back together again this month, as I like to do. I like to bring in pieces. I like to find the research. I like to bring in hypnotherapy and the understanding of how our minds work and tie it all together so that it starts to make sense and then bring it right back to you, put it in your lap and give you responsibility to make those choices for yourself. So think about it. Does the news tell you I've mentioned this two months ago. Is it in equal balance? Do we get uh, all the same amounts of good news and good things happening in the world? No, we do not. Of course not. Why? Because we'd all be out doing things that made us feel good if we were. We wouldn't, we'd have no reason to watch. It's fear-based. It's sensationalized. We have a stress response. In fact, if you're not sure if you have a stress response or not, have you ever found yourself watching the news and yelling back at the television? vocalizing how you feel about it. That's not true. That can't be. Look what's going on there. That's not right. We have a response. That's your amygdala. That's your stress response. Amygdala is enlarging and think about it, defensive posturing, changing our behavior, heightened emotion, can be aggressive, can be defensive. That's your amygdala responding. That's a stress response every day. Did you know that people in stress are much more likely to shop? COVID increased online shopping to $1.7 trillion. That's $609 billion more than two years before. And 44% of people said that their stress significantly increased over the past five years. Researchers are stating now that shopping gives people a sense of control. Isn't that interesting? We also know that the pleasure we get from shopping eases sadness, eases depression, eases loneliness, and the brain releases dopamine in anticipation of a reward. So this is how we're counteracting the heightened stress response. We are now creating a coping mechanism, and that can be shopping, that can be drinking, that can be sex, that can be all kinds of things that that can fall into addictive behaviors, but why? Because we're in a stress response every day, because we've conditioned ourselves or been conditioned to expect it. And why does that matter? Because our brains create what we see. What we see is very important. And our body follows our thoughts. So those two pieces should indicate to each of us to really pay attention to those looping thoughts, what we expect. If we think 
that it's the outside condition that's the cause and we've learned to expect it there is an onus there that nothing's really happening in here it's just what we're witnessing out there and that it's separate somehow I feel like this because of that because of my job because of the world but is that what's really happening we're taking it in we're having a stress response we're projecting it back out and calling that responsible but that's not factual we we are responsible for our reactions to things but we have to look at where those reactions were kind of programmed into us every day all day by expecting to see negativity by having so much stimulus come at us that tells us everything that's wrong everything that's broken and if you notice it becomes kind of hilarious that in those times of um like at news it's a it's a big hour right all of the um, consumption levels go up they know the ratings are higher so they jam load them with marketing and every drug commercial has happy people they're healthy they're riding bikes they're holding hands they're in love they're swimming in the ocean take this you will be happy and healthy so you get your anticipation of a, a reward through what through a marketing strategy these are not by accident it's kind of interesting when you take a look at it but what's really important to start to put together is what am I responding to and how can I change that and what do I want instead where do I feel powerful and where do I feel powerless and are those empirical facts so another really interesting fact is sleep tends to be interrupted when we're stressed so learning tools to help us sleep better become very important. <clears throat> a sleeping brain can form fresh memories. Now, up until recently, that was denied by science. They did not believe that you could learn during sleep, and scientists did not believe that you were able to recall that. <clears throat> Excuse me. So a team of neuroscientists played complex sounds to people while they were sleeping, and afterwards the sleepers could recognize those sounds when they were awake. Why? Because the subconscious mind never sleeps. The subconscious mind's job is to constantly protect you. So it's still taking in all the stimulus. Your ears are still hearing sounds while you're sleeping, but your brain is dropping, your brain waves have dropped down. So you're now in REM sleep or non-REM sleep that we cycle through the night. The subconscious mind makes your heart beat all night. You don't have to do that. You don't have to think about breathing. You breathe all night. Your lungs expand and contract. So we are capable of learning while we're sleeping now this is not you not you're not going to go to sleep and wake up in the morning and speak a different language that's not the same our brain is in a process when we are sleeping and it needs to like the brain the brain detoxes at night as well and does a lot of work while we are not running energy to move our bodies but your subconscious mind is still listening and it's still aware so it makes certain things very effective which is why hypnosis has become a tool that's so powerful to drop those brain waves down right as soon as we close our eyes close off access to the visual cortex the brain starts firing off alpha waves we start dropping down preparing for sleep but we in hypnosis are in a heightened state of awareness accessing memories changing that negative dominant 
programming through heightened emotion. We can change these things. So what's also very interesting is during sleep, we don't act out our dreams if we have dreams while the subconscious mind is reorganizing and recalibrating memories. The brain is working at night while we sleep. But did you know that there's a process called atopia? where it's temporary paralysis of your muscles, your arm and leg muscles, so that you're not acting out your, your dream in the night and potentially hurting yourself. Why? Subconscious mind is brilliant. Its job is to protect you. It's always trying to move you towards pleasure, pleasure and away from pain. Its job is to keep you alive. So it never stops working for you. So how we perceive and respond and feel whether or not that's us doing that or it's an autopilot response becomes something to really ponder and pay attention to. We are unconscious a lot of the time. I've said in previous, uh, previous videos that by the time we are 35 years old, we have already figured out all of our opinions and that we are basically projecting them. Different circumstances, same opinion, same opinion, same opinion. We're kind of unconscious a lot. So how do we become more conscious? We pay attention to things, we ask questions, we develop curiosity, we look into it, we check in with ourselves. How does that make me feel? How am I responding to this? Is there a different way that I can be responding to this? Is this a factual truth for me? Do I believe this? Do I believe that I have no choice in this? Every time we have new thoughts, we fire and wire new synaptic pathways in the brain. So this also happens when we are in nature. This ability to create new thought patterns, but in this state of almost hypnosis. We call it environmental hypnosis. In fact, you've heard me mention this before. Every one of us has done this. Who Raise your hand if you've ever driven home and you don't quite remember it. You don't remember the drive. You're just pulling up into your driveway and you think, well, I don't even remember getting off the highway. I don't even remember turning down the street. I don't even remember doing that. Environmental hypnosis. Same thing if you're reading a really good book. You just go off into the book. Watching a really good movie, not a stressful movie but a really feel-good movie. We go off into that state, heightened awareness, but but deeply relaxed physical body. We also get that when we're walking in nature. We just release into the sounds, right? You're looking at the gorgeous mountains, or here where I live, I like to walk along this bike path where there's a pond and there's beavers and there's beautiful trees and hundreds of years old pine trees, the birds, the frogs, it's spring, it's amazing, and you just completely relax. So what happens? We go back into a parasympathetic drive. We then shift from fight or flight into rest and digest. That's more blood flow to the immune system, reproductive system, higher thinking mind. Our learning, our ability, our memory improves by walking in nature by 20%. So it's extraordinary. The amygdala decreases because we're out of a fight or flight response. Our emotions settle.
right? The stress hormones release and are balanced. They're neutralized. The hippocampus then expands and the dopamine centers open up and we begin to feel better. So instead of shopping, we're walking in nature. Instead of drinking, we're walking in nature. We're getting the same response. It's a reward response because it feels good. Our body responds to being in nature. So we can begin to utilize multiple things to bring back our sense of power and our sense of control, but in healthy ways. Scientifically, it's been proven that walking in nature daily benefits our bodies and very importantly, our brains. And I recently read a story that I want to share the highlights with you about. He was a, a gentleman, a war veteran named Will Acuna Robinson. And it was published recently in which he reports that through hiking, he says, I learned I was capable of living. I was capable of leading. I was capable of inspiring and motivating. Hear the words. That was something I had completely lost for a decade plus. I started peeling back the layers mile after mile after mile. So those words are important, peeling back the layers. So he was inspired by the best-selling book, Wild, by, written by Cheryl Strayed. It was a phenomenal story if you've never read it. And I want you to hear that, that last sentence. I started peeling back the layers. What does that mean? So of what? Layers of what? PTSD, anxiety, depression, all the things he said he had that went away when he was walking in nature. Now, he walked over 8,000 miles. He did all three main trails in the U.S. Those are the, the Pacific Trail, the Appalachian Trail, and the Continental Divide, I believe, is the third trail. So we're talking about someone who was not functioning well in society and started to hike every day. And over that time, so what's happening in that time? Environmental hypnosis. You're in a state of just receiving nature. So what's happening? Body goes into subconscious response. What else is happening? Those layers that are peeling back, revisiting memories that are coming up. And what's happening? Patterns are being interrupted. Why? Because you're not expecting a stress response. You're now expecting relaxation. You're expecting to see beauty. You're expecting to release all that tension. Your brain creates what you see. And your body follows your thoughts. So those layers are what? Memories in the subconscious mind. Amygdala is now shrinking. Hippocampus is back to its normal size. We are learning, we're taking in, we are feeling healthy, well, vibrant, capable. Hear his words, I was, I'm now capable of, capable of, capable of. That's not by accident. That's the subconscious mind reorganizing the trauma, reorganizing the negative response because every day, repetition, subconscious mind learns through repetition, every day he would hike. And then every day you learn to expect beauty, expect peace, expect beautiful rhythmic breathing, expect your body to feel better. This is reprogramming the conscious mind through the skills and capabilities of the subconscious because you're walking around in environmental hypnosis the whole time. It's really quite extraordinary. Now, who has the power for that? We do. Who makes that choice? 
We do. Now, do you have to go out and walk 8,000 miles to accomplish that? No, but what an extraordinary story. That's walking in nature completely healed him because he was utilizing the hypnotic state and reframing all of his negative trauma with the expectation of beauty and peace and healing. That's, that's our power. That's our ability. You utilize that through the hypnotic state every time you do hypnosis. It's why we have a daily practice. It's not only once in the beginning to get you the resources you need and to do whether it's age regression, whatever's necessary to reframe the critical incidences that have come up for you and in order to serve the goal that you're after, whether it's healing, whether it's more money in your business, whether it's confidence, whether it's weight loss, it doesn't matter what the goal is. It's how do we get there because we've got things in the way. And so we bridge that gap by utilizing hypnosis and the skills of the subconscious mind. But then we maintain it going forward because why wouldn't we? There's always something else that we want. And you're not going to get these resources by the same patterns you had before you started. Those patterns are what conditioned you to be in a stress response every day. So that's where the conscious change comes into play. Making sense? I want you to understand how your brain functions and how you contribute to it because your body follows your thoughts. And if your thoughts are unconscious most of the time, expecting negativity, then it's logical that the body breaks down, but we don't learn that. So we think it's our genetics, or we think it's the luck of the draw, or we think it's karma, or we think we're just a really bad person. That's not the case. Some of those things come into play at different times, whether it's past life, whether it's karmic overlay. Sure, but is that the norm? No. The norm is we are so conditioned to be in a stress response and then marketed to for solutions and resources. That doesn't have to be our normal. If we choose to be more conscious about how we perceive the world, what we expect, and what we do for our own stress relief, retraining our brains. So that's when we expand into new territory, right? Creating all the opportunities that we desire. The subconscious mind, we project from our dominant beliefs and attract back people, places, and things that match them. So change those dominant beliefs, change the opportunities out in front of you. That then becomes what we expect. We expect more, we expect more clients, we expect more growth in our business, we expect more love in our relationships, we expect more health in our life, and not because someone else has to give it to us. Not because someone else has to change what they believe or who they are or what they do. Because we are responsible for ourselves. This, this is what leadership starts to look like. Self-governance, self-leadership. And the piece that no one really ever talks about is you are already wired for it. You have everything you need already within you. Your subconscious mind is designed to work this way for you. It's working perfectly for you. You're just getting everything you don't want. But how extraordinary that it's working perfectly for you. You can use all the same understandings and reframe that for the positive 
and be the one person out of the whole room that's getting everything that they want, that lights up the room, that feels powerful, that feels they're contributing, that loves their life, doesn't need approval from anyone else, isn't looking for someone else to tell them what to do, and doesn't buy into everything society has told you. You can be that person too. The mechanism doesn't judge, it works exactly the same, but you are responsible for it. Otherwise, it just works on autopilot based on everything that you decided before you were 35. So that's your parents' programming, that's your schooling, that's your, your experiences when you were younger. Now, I don't know about you, but a whole lot of my beliefs changed long after 35, right? When, when we're going through our, our growth when we're young in our youth, we're really comparing ourselves to others. We're trying to fit in or we're trying to not stand out and we're comparing ourselves constantly and we're impacted by the the authority of the group, right? Peer pressure, think of peer pressure. So are you still who you were before you were 35? Do you still believe the things about yourself you believe then? I hope not, because we're designed to expand and grow. And if you are, that's okay. Recognize it right here in this moment, become present with it and say, you know what? I don't wanna do that anymore. That's not who I am anymore. Isn't that interesting to know that I'm just sort of already pre-programmed, but I can change that? Yes, you can. You don't need to buy into anything that tells you the outside condition has the control and power. That, to me, was a conversation worthy of having to understand how your brain works, how your subconscious mind works, how you are responsible for all of it and it's designed to be working once it's learned what you want. Isn't that extraordinary? So it's up to you. So the question becomes, what do I want? What do I really want? And what do I believe about it? Do I immediately, is there a but right after that? Do I tell myself I'm not worthy? Do I tell myself it's not possible? Do I tell myself I have to do these other things and check everything off the list before I can have that? Are those empirical truths? Does everybody do it that way? These are things, if you really think about it, they are worthy of sitting quietly and considering and peeling back the layers of and then getting out for a walk in nature, getting into a daily hypnosis practice that's custom just for you, utilizing how to, learning how to utilize the most important functionality you have is your brain, your brain. Your body follows your thoughts and your brain creates what you see. So I wish you a wonderful rest of your month. Be healthy, be happy, be conscious more, even 1% more, even if that's to learn to question your response to things just because you can. We'll start to send you down a different path. We'll start to create different synaptic pathways in your brain. We'll start to give you resources to get out of that conditioned stress response and stop believing that because everything out here is playing out due to a collective belief that that has to be yours as well. 
You have everything you ever needed right within you and it was designed that way intentionally. So it's time to start to learn about the operator's manual. And with that, I'll turn it back to you in the studio. Have a wonderful rest of your show. See you next month. Be well. Bye for now. Hi, everybody. Wanted to take a couple minutes here and tell you about what's going on with the Human Lessons for the Spirit series. We have started, of course, with the bodysuit. This is a whole process that we're working with for this portal opening that the group says has been opening since, since late March all the way through August 27th. We're basically bringing you their view of how to be a human, how to perfect ourselves, how to improve ourselves in many different ways. We started with the bodysuit. The first two days were on the bodysuit, which is basically like an avatar that we use to play the game of pretending to be a human. It was really fascinating. We ended up doing a full two-day session in Leuven, Belgium on this and how to program the bodysuit. And then this last month, we went into relationships, intimate relationships to be sure. And that's what the whole thing was about. Basically, how can we not only improve our relationships that we have, but create new ones if we're, so, if we're in that situation. It was very powerful and very personal for me because I got to share a lot of my personal stories in that seminar. This next month we're going into sex. The physical attributes about how the spirit uses sexual energy to ground in the physical body. It's not an instructional video or instructional course or anything of that nature. We're not going to get into graphics or, or details of that nature. It's not about the act of sex. It's about how the spirit uses sexual energy and how we block it most of the time. How we don't trust it, how we've learned to hold it back, how we've learned to ignore it. And this is really about how we can improve our lives on many different levels in the physical sense of the word. So come join us. We're starting in May to cover two days. And for you light masters, of course, we'll be covering all four days on this subject. Now, let me just talk for a minute about Lightmaster, too, because that's a powerful way to join this whole seminar. You can actually join for just the two days to just get the topic that we're talking about that month. You can also join Lightmaster and not only get those two days, but get three more days, including an entire day where we come together on Zoom, and you can ask personal questions. You can get personal answers and interact with the other members of Lightmaster all over the globe. We'd like you to join us. Come, come join us for, uh, if you join us for the year-long course, it's $111 a month, and you get five days each month rather than just the two days that we present the material. Most of the time, we continue the subject and continue talking about whatever subject that is. Sometimes we go into other things and really cover the most important things that Lightmasters need for traveling here on planet Earth. We know this is a beautiful time to be here, and yet it's scary for many. The portal has opened. We have an opportunity to change planet Earth and to change our experience here on planet Earth. One of the ways to do that is to learn how to be a human from the spiritual perspective. Come join us. In May, we'll be talking about sex. Enjoy the journey. Aspava, everyone.
Okay, awesome stuff, awesome stuff. Meg used a, an analogy about not knowing how you drove home. That's the exact same analogy that we use to describe the bodysuit and particularly the automatic brain of the bodysuit and how that works is absolutely fascinating. Uh, the truth goes in many different ways, doesn't it? Awesome stuff. Okay, a couple things that um, I neglected to do when I was talking about uh, Andy's book. Uh, I forgot to show you the website. So let me show you the website real quick. That is Andy's website. And I know you can't see the, the URL, so I'll give it to you here. Uh, great, great book. And you can find a lot more information, obviously, on the website itself as well. Uh, in addition to that, uh, we've got uh, one other thing that I wanted to bring up here real quick. Here, let me come back so I can talk to you again. <laughs> one other thing that I wanted to uh, bring up here was simply about the, uh, the actual processes that we go through to be able to uh, work together in a lot of ways. Um, we've been working with social media. I've had some resistance to social medias and everything else, but something happened today or it happened a few weeks ago. It actually happened in 2019. It is coming to fruition today. And that's the gentleman that started Twitter. Jack Dorsey has started another event. He started another social media. I will guarantee you we'll be over there. The group likes us a lot. They're not taking signups yet. It is called Blue Sky Social. If you just type in bluesky.com, you'll go to the wrong place. I did this morning. I'm sure they're getting tons of people going to the wrong place. Uh, it's got its own, but you can, you'll find it there if you do a, uh, a search for Blue Sky, uh, Blue Sky Social. You'll, you'll see it. Uh, the other thing that I wanted to bring up was about the two-minute readings we're going to do here in a little bit. I'm going to bring in Juliana. Uh, she's got an awesome uh, part for today, and then we'll come back and do some two-minute readings. The, I used the wrong software today. I do apologize. We've got different software that I use with Zoom. One is the typical meeting software, and the other is a webinar software, which I was supposed to be using. I used the wrong one today. So those of you who are in there cannot hear the rest of the seminar. Um, I, as soon as we finish with Juliana, I will come back and do uh, two-minute readings, and you can, you can go over there and get in line for that. There's only four people in there now in line. So there was a lot more and they all, they all left when they figured out they wouldn't be able to hear the seminar. So uh, or hear the rest of it. So anyway, that's there today. My apologies. I'll get better at this. The reality is I put all this together here myself. Uh, the entire studio is run by me. So uh, the, the webinar software that we have actually allows me to have a helper anywhere in the world. So we're going to start looking for that. We're going to start looking for some assistance where I don't have to think all this through every time and make these silly mistakes that uh, sometimes we make. So anyway, my apologies for that, but I'm glad you're here and I'm looking forward to doing some two-minute readings here pretty soon. But anyway, a spavo everybody. We'll, uh, we'll get moving with that as soon as we can to get it all, to get it all going. So yes. Okay, I'm going to bring in Jillianna and uh, let her do her beautiful piece. She's been doing some awesome stuff. I'm just so proud of her. Uh, it's worked out really well for us, and she's able to give some nice view from different, from different angles, very much like Meg does from a totally different perspective, and yet 
ends up in the same truth. Awesome stuff. Here's Juliana. I want to title this mini presentation, Life Contracts, and here's why. Some months ago, I was the lucky recipient of a reading with Steve and the group. As I've been researching spiritual life for a very long time, I'm not one impressed by question and answer interpretations. So when it came time for my appointment, I was delighted when I was presented with spontaneous insights from the group without asking any direct questions. By the way, should there still be openings for the very special channels provided through Steve and the group, they are well worth your investment. At any rate, the first thing I was told was that all my contracts had been fulfilled. That was music to my ears because that means I am now a free spirit. I can choose if I wish to engage in another life on any world. This acknowledgement also prompts me to provide insights to others how each creates the life elements that comprise the contracts each explores. Perhaps unbeknownst to you, long before you came to Earth to explore your life journey, you had a hand in designing your life. That means you chose some of your life expressions, even the ones you weren't aware would be so challenging. For those who have encountered a life challenge, the first question I might intercept is, why would I create something so challenging? I remember asking myself this same question when faced with one of my own challenges with acknowledgement to spirit that was really dumb, vowing to make future better choices. But the simplest answer I can provide is that you designed the experience that would best help with your soul's evolution and life understanding. You may think you are a separate entity and not part of a grand consciousness but you belong to a pod of group study. What you learn and share with your group and the universe may prevent another soul from having to directly be challenged by your unique experience. I want to play with you for a moment and present you with a speculative vision on how you might choose a life scenario. As the Earth is not an easy environment to explore, those who enter its domain have entered a zone of higher learning. There are a myriad of life experiences to explore towards your degree in earth magic. You, the earth traveler, are already a master, but your presence on earth today is incredibly important to support change, elevate the consciousness of this beautiful star, and bring technology, innovation, and messages of hope, faith, and harmony into a world fraught with opposing energies. As you prepare for your Earth life, you begin to explore an array of options. You choose the curriculum best designed for your goals, select your lessons, and how many hours of study you think you can maintain. You might choose one of those difficult life scenarios that could include those less desirable life lessons like poverty, homelessness, illness, addiction, disability, or any individual acting as a catalyst for change. Make no mistake, these scenarios represent soul choices of a master. Then you bring your selections to your guidance team. They review your choices and try to steer you away from those lessons they believe might be too challenging 
and you begin to finalize your curriculum. Simple, right? Not so simple. Throughout your evolutionary journey, there are required areas of study. You might liken this to those non-elective choices that come with any degree. In other words, there are some life inclusions that are non-negotiable. Either there is something you need to resolve from a previous Earth encounter, or there are required experiences to master in your particular area of study. You might even have a, to revisit a life journey with a former adversary you'd rather not engage in any life activity with. While engaged in Earth life, you more than likely will encounter unexpected twists that make you ponder their creation. It was that unanticipated friendship that ended spontaneously, or that individual interaction that just drives you nuts. You might have experienced an unanticipated injury or been in the path of a devastating weather event. Some life involvement might have launched a specific passion that just might lead to a life cause. Each time you encounter an experience less desirable, you can implement change to alter the direction and the outcome. This does take a little concentration on your part and some creative direction. But what you think might be a miscreation might be a life opportunity. Some 30 years ago, as a result of my most significant life challenge, I began writing transformational material. I was a medical contractor by trade who knew nothing about writing books, but I found a voice of change through my writing that has led to a phenomenal life exploration. Should there be room in your curriculum to add more pleasing activities, then you can add enjoyable pursuits like athletic endeavors, art extravaganzas, musical ensembles, or creative design to leave your legacy to the world. Life is not boring on planet Earth. I liken universal action as responding to the ingredients one adds to their particular pot of soup. In an environment of free choice, the universe will act on whatever pot receives the majority of ingredients. You can fill your pot with the toxic ingredients of fear, hate, anger, violence, or greed, or you can create a nourishing broth filled with the positive ingredients of love, faith, harmony, hope, peace, and abundance for all. Whichever pot of soup receives the majority of the ingredients will be the pot of soup the universe serves first. You might also liken this pot of soup to the energy portal that has just opened. If you, as the planetary lighthouse, can supply the portal with your particular love potion and refrain from throwing in the toxic ingredients, the portal can remain open and feed the Earth's and your own personal transformation. Obviously, it is wiser to fill the pot of soup with nourishing ingredients that will support your life journey and keep your life frequency high to deflect any negative intrusion. Your presence here on Earth is not by accident. You answered a clarion call that was sent throughout the universe long ago, asking for the greatest souls in the universe to be on the planet now to assist with the elevation of consciousness. Your presence is needed. Your light is needed. My name is Juliana Raymond. If you've enjoyed this presentation 
and you'd like to reach out to me, you can reach me at Raymond at gmail.com. Now back to Steve. Thanks, Juliana. Awesome, awesome stuff. Incredible, thank you. Um, we've, we've got a lot of work to do, don't we? We're all, if, we, if we focus on it and do it all together like that, she, she, Jillian has come up with some really good stuff. I'm, I'm very pleased to be bringing that to you as well. Okay, we've, got that, we've hit that time. Let's see if we can get this all to work. I think we probably can. So anyway, there's a few people in there. Uh, there is about a 45-second lag, so we've already started if you're just hearing this. <laughs> but anyway, let's see what we've got here. All right, we've got a few people I want to do. The first one is Rachel, looks like. Let's see. Takes a second to bring that in, and then I'll switch you over here. We'll go back and forth so we get that. There we go. Hello, Rachel. Oh, Rachel might have stepped away from her. <laughs> we'll come right back to her. That's the 45-second lag that I'm talking about here. We'll give her just a couple seconds here to see if she comes back in the, in the beginning. But I do, uh, I'm going to start doing more of the two-minute reading. She's here. Just uh, hang on just a second. I'm going to start doing do as many of these two-minute readings as we can. I will get the software worked out. I do apologize for that. But we are working on Zoom, and Zoom uh, has some incredible stuff for it. So here we go. Let's see. Oh, it looks like I stepped away from it for just a second. <laughs> here we go. There we go. Hi, Rachel. Can you hear me? Hi. Good. I can. Good, good, good. Okay, would you would you do you have a specific question or would you like me to just ramble? I've got some I'm pretty good at rambling. Oh, I love ramble because I have discovered in in my world that when when those of us who do this work ramble, the question automatically floats in. So, yeah. I'm going to just trust that. Okay, good. Well, one of the things that one of the things that they're showing me here is that you have been through a uh, quite a bit to find your path on this planet. You've already done quite a lot of work here. You have touched quite a few souls because what they, one of the first things they show me is your trail of light, what they call your trail of light. You have managed to reach out to quite a few people and yet there's something new coming. Uh, it looks like there might be a new, I can't tell whether it's a project or a new direction that you're working with, but there's something that has just recently opened that looks like it's going to give you an opportunity to do even more and to reach other people in new ways. Do you know what I'm talking about specifically? I do not. I, I'm experiencing horrendous leg pain in one of my legs. Okay. And I'm searching and I've had my fist to God even. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I'm stuck. Okay. Well, let me, let me talk about that one first because there, there's a lot of physicality things that we're going to all work with from time to time that it, almost all energies that we deal with in the physical have an emotional beginning or an emotional aspect of them. Now, many times we can even correct that emotional part and it still have to deal with the physical once it's landed in the physical. What you are dealing with right now has 
has not permanently landed in the physical. So I will tell you, it is, it is changeable. Uh, the first challenge about it, of course, is you have to be able to get your attention back by not feeling the pain and having to deal with the pain all day in the different areas that you're working with. One of the things that I would highly recommend that you do is salt baths. Try to use salt okay. baths. Yeah, I would, I would do that. There, there's something magical that happens. Sometimes you just need kind of a reset in some ways. And there's something magical that happens when you increase the, um, the, uh, the amount of electricity on the outside of the body. Salt, soluble okay. salt, salt in water can do that. Uh, electricity travels through salt water much faster than it even travels through water or any other uh, conductor. So that's a, that's a good way to do that. Uh, if you are able to meditate, if you're able to uh, do some of your own techniques, because it looks like you've worked as a healer. Is that correct? That's correct. Okay. So I would suggest that you use some of you, even your own techniques in the salt water. Uh, the other thing that I would also recommend is that you, uh, if, if you eat salt, in other words, take it in the inside of the body, at the same time that you're doing these salt baths, if you, can, if you can reduce the amount of salt that you take inside the body, it kind of changes the whole electrical connection, the field around your body. And that can help okay. to, to kind of reset it. Um, I don't think it's landed in the physicality permanently at this point. It is working on doing that. It looks to be rather painful. I, I'm sorry you're going through this, my dear. I really am. Uh, Thank you. I, I know. I know that can be really challenging. We all have to. We have to deal with these physical bodies, which is which is really a challenge sometimes. But you've uh, you've done really well here, and your own healing abilities and your abilities to reach other people have been incredible. They absolutely want me to let you know that you've done an awesome job here, and that and that you're not Thank done. You. you are not done. All right. So. <laughs> Okay. Thank you so much. I'm so, so grateful for your loving support. Absolutely. Well, we need you. That's the reality of it. I know you're going through challenges and I know you're feeling alone, but we need you here. And you're, you've got contracts that are still active. You've got things that you're, you've, you've actually got some people that are looking for you. Uh, they're looking for you as a healer. But they also help you uh, to, you know, because once you start the healing process, it has to go through your own body. And that actually helps, which is why I wanted you to, when you're doing the salt baths, to use your own healing methods uh, on yourself. Okay. Because that, that brings it on the outside as well as the inside. I think you'll be good here. Give it, a, give it about Thanks. six months at the most. I don't think it'll last that long. But I do think you'll definitely see results here probably... Probably a month down the road, I would guess, and probably my my hope would be that you'd be completely rid of this in six months. And me too. Oh uh, my God, it's already been a month. Oh my it? goodness. Well, uh, I it might yeah. stretch out to be another month. This is a slow mover. Uh, it's very okay. it's very pretty deep, but I think you're going to be fine. And like I said, sweetheart, we need you. We absolutely need you. Now. <laughs> All right. I I introduce people to their spirit guides and get awesome. their messages for them and that's my main work. Awesome. Well, you've got yeah. a lot of you've got a lot of guides around you, so have have them you help to use them on on your own healing. It's time. Okay? I shall. All right, honey. Take care. Thanks so for being grateful. here. All righty.
Love and blessings. Thank you. Thank you. Talk to Bye. you soon. Bye-bye. Okay, we'll figure this one out now. There we go. All right. Next, we have Kathy Garland. And we'll bring her in. Take just a second for this one to react for some reason. There's Kathy. How you doing, girl? Oh, good. 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 We, we know each other from a while back. How are you? Yes. Good to, good to hear from you. Good to hear from you. You've got a lot going on. I've done readings with you before, and I've, I've worked with you on challenges that you've had here on the planet uh, with, yes. with several aspects. How are you lately? And then I'm going to go in a different direction. I'll tell you that right now. The group's dropped something else in. How are you doing with, with, your, with your challenge with, I think it's the ears, was it not? Uh, yes, that has been an ongoing issue, and it keeps morphing. And right now, I'm at a point where it's so loud, the vibration, that it's getting difficult to operate and function. Oh, so I, I just wonder where it's going. Well, uh, the, what, they want to kind of go in a slightly different direction. I'm not sure I have the answers for you here with that. Hopefully, also by broadcasting this a little bit, we'll invite people to write me. Uh, I'm obviously not going to give out people's email addresses or anything else, but I have yours. And uh, yeah. if anybody has uh, their own ideas of how to deal with uh, the, the ten, uh, tinnitus, that is there. I'm, I'm not sure I'm pronouncing, pronouncing that right, but yep. it, it's, it can get extreme, and you've had extreme challenges with it for some time. What they're, what yes. they're, one of the things that they're showing me here is that very early on in your life, you had an opportunity to go home. Uh, this was a phantom death. This would probably be, I would say that it was before four years old. Uh, you may have had oh. other ones. I don't know. Do you know anything about that? Um, I recall having uh, mumps as a child. Okay. Well, yeah. uh, mumps can mumps are usually not life threatening, but they certainly could be. In any event, you came very close to death here, and what happened is the spirit and the ethereal body kind of separated a bit. I do believe that may be what's behind what's still happening. So grounding that back together, bringing that back in has been the challenge. And your physical body has basically kept it apart for the very simple reason that it's, it feels like it's, it, the, the, the body doesn't think, the, especially, the, especially the physical body. We have the physical body, then we have the body suit, and then we have the spirit. So there, there are different levels of things that we work with. You're dealing with the physical body trying to protect itself. That's really what this I is. I understand. Okay, mm -hmm. so what, what I would suggest that, that uh, you try to do, obviously I've, I've suggested that you look for healers. Somebody has this answer. Somebody has dealt with this before to be able to do it. I've never found an answer myself, and I've searched for you. I've tried to find things for you to, to work with on this, but I will tell you that uh, that's what they're showing me, is that this phantom death scared your physical body so much 
that you literally still have this problem today. And it does seem to be getting a bit worse. There are times mm -hmm. that you'll have brief, moment, brief times that you won't have the problem. And I do believe that that'll be happening for you. If it hasn't already, there will be times where suddenly you'll have a bit of a break. You'll be able to hear or maybe sleep a little better or things of that nature. Are you working still? Yes, I am. And I'm going to be 70 in September. Oh, good. Good. Well, it's, it's a good age. I, I'm, I'm 72 myself and doing, doing pretty well with it. So we've got, we've, got yeah. some, we've got some things to work with here. But the work is actually, even though it's challenging for you and probably a bit physical on some levels, the, uh, the distraction can be very good for you. So yeah. I, I would keep that going as long as you can because it can be very healthy for you in some aspects as well uh, to be able to, be, to have that energy. Uh, and I'll simply invite anybody who has information on tinnitus to be able to write to me and I will forward that information to you as, as much as possible because I've tried pretty much everything the group has shown me and I'm, I'm afraid we haven't done a whole lot for you on this particular aspect. But I want to tell you, sweetheart, you're part of the family and you are absolutely honored for being here. Thank you for tolerating the physical body that's trying to protect itself at some point, we hope to get that through to the physical, that you're going to be okay. And it doesn't have to protect you this way. All right? Okay. That's great. All right, sweetheart. <laughs> Thank you. It's good to see you again. Take care, and we'll, yes, we'll, we'll, we'll talk again, I'm sure. Okay. Thank you, Steve. All right. Bye-bye. Yeah. Bye-bye. Yeah, by not using the... By not using the... Um, the software that I'm supposed to be using, it asks me every time if I want to report these people because I'm throwing them out of the <laughs> So I don't want to report anybody. Okay, we've got Nadia, it looks like. Let's see if we got Nadia coming in here. There we go. Hi, Nadia, how Steve, are you? Me? Yeah, you're Oh, I'm so glad to hear you. I have a, a decision to make coming up really soon, okay. as soon as possible. I live in a house that has mold in it, and I have to move uh, very soon. And I can't, ch I'm older, I'm fearful of this mold, it's, it's serious. And I don't know whether to focus on going to a, you know, kind of a senior community or, 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 or a house where I can still be a musician and, and create my beauty in the world uh, without disturbing neighbors. Uh, the, all of it is, is to continue my spiritual work the best way I can. Well, number one, you you will always be a musician, plain and simple. We can we can do whatever you want, but you will always be. A, can you hear me? Okay. Yes, I can hear okay, you. Good. I, I, I you will always be a musician. You're a, you're basically a, a person who heals with music. You've done it very well. You'll never stop. There may be different ways that you learn to do it if you decide to go into the assisted living areas. That is one option. Uh, the other part about it is spirit's going to open up another opportunity for you. And I don't know what that is. I can just simply say that you don't have all the options yet that you're thinking about. Um, yes, mold is a serious problem. Uh, a black mold is a challenge and it can be a very serious problem for you in a lot of different ways. So we want to try and catch that before it 
where it really lands deeply in your lungs and in, in your body. Um, I don't know what that looks like or where the mold is or anything else, but the idea about mold is it can actually exist there for you as long as you don't disturb it or as long as it's not in the path of a, of, uh, a flow of uh, energy or flow of uh, air or anything of that nature. So in the meantime, I do understand that. Yeah, in the meantime, while you're trying to make this decision and hopefully this other option will show up here pretty soon, it may actually be living with someone. Um, I don't know who that would be or where that, what that looks like, but someone uh, is thinking about asking you to join them. Um, and they would welcome your music. I will tell you that. Would this be, would this be soon? I, I do believe it is. Yes, I, I do believe it is. Uh, within the next couple months? Uh, yes, absolutely. Probably the next month. Yeah. No, they're thinking about it now, and I don't know whether they're going to decide to offer that to you or not. It's a big change for them, too. This, this person lives alone, uh, and they live in a space where they, they could put you up. You could, you could harmonize with them pretty well. Um, I have a lot of stuff. That's uh, yeah, a lot yeah. of musical materials and instruments and research materials, things I teach. Well, I, and I, I, I don't have the answer for that one. Uh, I have stuff, too. <laughs> there comes a point where your stuff owns you. And, <laughs> and, and I'm dealing with that right now because, I'm, uh, like I said, I'm actually looking at lightening my load. And I've got, uh, uh, besides the spiritual stuff, I'm very into electronics. And I've got all this electronics that I built and computers that I build and things of that nature. And then I'm a musician, so I've got piano, I've got guitars, I've got drums, I've got all the, I've got all the crazy stuff that you're probably dealing with as well. So I, I, do, understand, I do understand the theory of it, but even if, you, even if you lost all the stuff, you're still a musician, you're still going to do your work, and you're still going to heal. So understand that you're much more protected than you think you are. I do think it's a good idea that you keep in motion to move, to try and not disturb things as much as possible while you are there. But um, I, would, I would absolutely look for that third option and talk to people and telling them you're, you're trying to make this decision. Try to ask people about the decision. You're liable to hit this person because they're, they're close to you, okay? That, Thank you. That would be one of the things that I think you'll look at. But even if you ended up in the in the assisted living that you're trying to resist, you're going to do well. You're going to be okay here, and you'll you'll be you'll be in good shape. The going into another household would be a lot of work for you. I want to make that pretty clear. You're going to be you know moving is a lot of work anyway. Uh, I like to trench oh. in for the long term myself. <laughs> but anyway, that's great. So keep up the good work on your you've. You've touched a lot of people. You've brought a lot of beauty to this planet. Keep it up. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, for, you, Steve. Thank, Thank you for the work. Huh? All right. Things. You bet. Bye-bye now. Espavo. Espavo. Yeah, we'll take her out of the room. And we've got one more here right away. Let's see who this is. We had about... 15 people in here and they all left when they found out they couldn't watch the video at the same time. So Britta looks like Britta. We'll see what we've got here. Takes just a second to switch over, I guess. 
There we go. Hello, Britta. How are you? Can you hear me? That sounds like sounds like you can't hear me. Can you hear me? Okay. I think I I think you're on. Hello. You're, hi. I can hear you. Can hi. you can you hear me? Uh, yes, good. I can hear you. Good. Good. Oh, I see. It. Good. Lovely. Good. Good. Okay. Good. Do you have a specific question, or you would you just like me to go? Uh, yes, please. Well, I'm ever so excited to be here. I'm calling in from Germany. Good. And um, yes, so um, just uh, go ahead. Um, I mean, I've been doing healing work for about four years now. And um, I'm also now following your work and I'm ever so appreciative and so oh, grateful to have this kind of guidance. Uh, it means a lot. I also follow uh, Crimson Circle's work and um, um, and mastering alchemy. So this has helped me a lot. And, awesome. Uh, and awesome. <laughs> Two very dear friends of mine, Jim Self and, and Jeff Hoppy. Absolutely. Good. Yes. Good yeah, stuff. Yeah, good absolutely. Stuff. Mm. Good. It's kind of a, it's a family. It's, you know, we don't see each other much anymore, but it's a, it is definitely a family, from, especially on the spiritual side. Okay. Yes. You made some decisions about four years ago, which put you into this work. The group absolutely wants me to tell you congratulations. I know those decisions were not easy. I know that was probably very difficult for you. You did really well on this. It's actually tantamount to mastering a life lesson. So that puts you in a different situation where you're able to really connect with who you are and what you wanted to do on this planet. Good job. There is more coming. You're going to find opportunities very soon to even open up a different area of your work. Your work's good. I don't think you need to expand or worry about changing your work. But another opportunity of the have you written? Have you written books? Uh, a ch uh, children's book. Oh, awesome. Wonderful. Wonderful. <laughs> yes. that, that, can, that can be incredible. Uh, well, the, there's another level of this coming. I'm not sure what direction it is. They, they show me the energy around something. They don't always show me the specifics. But there's another level of it coming. You're going to love it. You're, you're really good wow. at this. You're a healer who heals with words. You're exceptional at it. And boy, we need the, the kids... You know, we're, we're doing all this human lesson stuff. We're going to start talking more about the kids because the next generations coming are going to change this plan. They're already totally different than, yes. than, what, yeah. we, than what we have they dealt are. with before. So Absolutely. they're not even close. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, the way they deal with different things, we're, we're, we're going into sex in the next month and we're going to talk about how, how pornography has changed the next generation and, and what that's all about and, and how we're going to have to all deal with that uh, coming forward into that. So that's just one of the many areas that are that there. And by the way, last night I watched a, a documentary on one of my favorite authors who wrote children's books. Her name is Judy Bloom, And she wrote mm -hmm. some incredible things. Her books are now being banned in some of the areas of the South because they, they're pretty good. But we, your work is really needed here, and that's one of the things they said. Also, is your mother alive? Yes. Okay, get yeah. in touch She's with here her. With me. Mm -hmm. Get in touch with her. If you're not, are you in connection with her? 
Well, she's living here with me. I, ah, I perfect. look after her. She's been through a lot. Yeah. Okay. Well, mm -hmm. that's that's what mm -hmm. I was going to tell you. She's she's on the downhill slope. It doesn't mean that she has to die, but we all have to leave here eventually. And she's on that downhill slope, and that's what they wanted me to tell you is to get in touch with her if you're not, and to make sure that you're there with her because you actually have the contract to let her go when the time comes. If that mm -hmm. comes right away, that's fine. Uh, I think you have a really good attitude toward working with her, but uh, she's a very special lady, and she's going she through is. she's going through a she lot is. right now. And uh, yes. Uh, so anyway. Um, it sounds like you're already, you're you're obviously in touch with her. She's probably in the next room, so that's perfect. But she anyway, is, yes. good. Well, she's especially. <laughs> give her a kiss for me, will you? That would be awesome. I will. Awesome. I will right, most good. certainly. Yes. Okay. Anyway, that's okay. probably that's probably the best I'm going to be able to give you here at this moment. But uh, you're you're doing some awesome work. Keep it up, girl. We yeah. Need it thank right you. Now. All thank right. you. Very much appreciated. And you do too. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. All right. We'll talk to you again. Okay. Thanks. Yeah. Thank you so much. You bet. Okay. Have a good day. Bye thank bye. you. You bet. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay. It looks like we have one more. And that is Nadine. We'll bring Nadine in here. And there's Nadine. Hi, Nadine. How are you? Yep. There you go. Hi. Can you hear me? Can you hear me, Nadine? Thank you. All right. We'll talk to you again. Okay. Thanks. Yeah. Thank you so much. You bet. Okay. Have a good day. Bye thank bye. you. You bet. Bye bye. Bye. Hi, Nadine. Can you hear me? Okay. We have one more. Yes. Nope. You're playing, yeah. She's she's listening to the she's listening to the broadcast, which is about forty five seconds behind. So if, Nadine, if we can get you to uh, shut that down and listen to the computer that zooms on it, will otherwise we're not going to be able to talk. <laughs> Let's see if we get that. There you go. Hi. Can you hear me? Can you hear me, Nadine? All right. Let her let her get that message here so we can. We can get that across. And then we'll do this. And I do apologize. This has to do with me using the wrong software. So we will fix that pretty quick. Okay. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Can you hear me now? Yes. Ah, good. Good, good, good. Hi, Nadine. How are you? Hi. Good, good, good. Very well. Is there is there okay. something specific I can work with you on, or is there there's there's a lot they're showing me right now? You're going through, you're going through a lot of changes right now, aren't you? Yes, yes, definitely. Is part I of this said, um, is part of this physical? Yes. Yeah. Tell me, tell me what it is you're having challenges with. Let me see what they show me on this. Uh, I have challenges with my lung and heart. Okay. This I've, I've had a lot of, uh, between 2000 and, and now, I had a lot of, uh, uh, what you call it, uh, phantom death. Yep. Phantom death yep. that I escaped. But yep. right now, I, I, I'm not so sure what this is. You, you have been on the edge several times. And for those who don't know what a phantom death is, 
a phantom death is actually something we plan on the other side, that we, we know that we're sensitive, we come in as empaths, we know we have to get out of here sometimes early, so we plan these exit points. Doesn't mean you have to die, but it means you can if, you, if your spirit wants to go home. Um, she ha Nadine, it looks like you have, you have reset the energy several times since 2000, and probably at least six times that I can see. And, and on top of that, you're, uh, you're dealing with another one now. There is a repetition here that is happening, not with you, but with your other dimensions. Let me explain that really quick so you understand what I'm talking about. We're not alone. We have 11 dimensions of time space. Each one has slightly different. They're having different experiences. Over here, you're single. Over here, you're married. Over here, you have children. Over here, you don't. So we're having all these experiences. One of the aspects of that is you're all born at the same instant and you all have to go home at the same instant. You have one of these that is trying desperately to get out. And as a result, you have several of them that have lined up to go home since 2000. That's why you're feeling the repetition on this and over and again. One of the things you can do here is to actually talk to them. You may not hear it back, but if you send out your intent to be heard and try to re reset the energy in your physical body, I do believe that that can help. Now, earlier I talked about salt baths to the first person that was here. That, if you heard that, that would be a good idea for you to do as well, especially when you're trying to communicate to your other multidimensional selves. This is not something that's been possible until recently. But especially with this portal open, it's more possible than you've ever had before. So that's one of the things that I would do, is try to connect with your multidimensional selves and tell them you want to stay because your time is not up and there's more to do. There's more that you'll be working with too. Um, do you have a daughter? No. You don't have the daughter. Okay, so she's, she's here in a different way. So that means that you didn't, you didn't have her, but she is, they're showing me she is here on earth. There's someone that will probably come to you more than likely as a healer. You will make a very strong connection with her. Um, and that's the person you're looking for at this point. She was actually going to be your daughter originally. Uh, whether, she, whether she decided not to come in or whether you decided not to have children or abortion or whatever it was, I, we don't know. But whatever the case, there's a lady here who's looking for you. She's younger than you, but may not be, you may not be able to do the math and say, oh, this time this was here. It's not quite how it works but the energy is there. Your contract was to have a, a specific daughter. Sometimes she, if you have a son, sometimes they'll marry the son, they'll figure out another way to work with you. But there is someone that's looking for you. I do believe they're an energetic healer, probably not a medical doctor or something of that nature, but somebody has answers for you to be able to connect to these other dimensions of yourself and reset this energy. Um, like I said, I think you've got a ways to go here, and I'm so sorry you're going through a lot of this challenge. Um, it's kind of unusual. I don't think I've ever told anybody this same story before. I will tell you that. I don't think I've ever told anybody that their other dimensions were trying to pull them through, but that's, that's really what this looks like. Uh, and you're in charge. You don't have to go.
Unfortunately, it does create situations where you'll feel the pain, the challenge, some of the other areas of that. But hang in there, my dear. It will get better, okay? All right. Well, so. I, I really hope so. Uh, for, for people who have uh, also challenges with uh, phantom deaths, I, I want to tell that so far I was able to overcome a phantom death by really declaring my intention to stay on this earth. That's it. And I've reset the energy enough. But right now I'm, I'm, I'm having trouble. Well, don't, don't feel like you have to be the strong one all the time. You can set that intent, and what you're actually doing when you set that intent is to vibrate it out to the other dimensions. That will actually be easier now than it has been before. So keep it up, keep up the good work with it. And like I said, as long as you don't have all 10 of them ready to go, if you've got all 10 of them ready to go, they're gonna pull you through. It's just kind of what happens. I don't see that as being the case. It's probably more like six or seven that are there. But by setting your intent, they will heal. They will stay. And so will you. All right? All right. Thank you. All right, sweetheart. You bet. Take care. Thank you. Aspavo. Okay. And with that, we're going to have the final channel from the group in just a second. I am going to take just a second here to kind of uh, reset my energy and, and uh, give you that. During that, I am going to play you another... Um, kind of a promo video about the event we're going to be doing coming up. I played one already, but I will do that. That'll give me about two minutes to kind of reset my own energy. Thanks, everybody, for being here today. Aspavo, be right back with the group in the final channel. Hi, everybody. I'm Steve Rother. I'm the channel for the group. You know, the group has been talking about the portal being open and the changes that are taking place here on planet Earth, the opportunity for us to really move our vibrations much higher. And in that, they've given us the Human Lessons for the Spirit series. And in that series, we started in March, simply talking about the bodysuit, their description of how we play the game of pretending to be the human. Then in April, we went into relationships, and talking about intimate relationships. Now they're going to talk about one of the most challenging of all human experiences, sex. We're not going to be covering acts of sex. We're not going to be covering techniques or anything of that nature. But the group would love for us to see how they view our experience of sex and how the spirit uses sexual energy in the physical body. So we're going to be doing that on March and excuse me, on May 19th and 26th. Come join us for that. We're going to show you how we work with this, whether in all stages of life, no matter where you are. Uh, no matter what your sexual energy has been in the past, we're going to show you how to really liven up your life here on planet Earth by using one of the most sacred energies a spirit can use. Come join us. We'll see you then. Aspavo, everyone. Greetings, dear ones. I am Observer. I am so honored to be in your presence. You see, there are master healers everywhere watching this. Many of you have suffered greatly to be here, to carry your energy, to allow that energy to vibrate into the world around you and to ground your light. We tell you there are many ways of doing that, but sometimes dealing with the physicality 
can be one of the most challenging of all of these. We tell you, we honor you for your work. And furthermore, there are many aspects of healing that you have not looked at. One of them is the sexual energy that we have talked about. We'll be working with that another time. We're not going to spend our moment right now with you speaking more of that. But we will tell you one thing that is absolutely critical that you know right now, and that is these are times of change. It is time to become part of the change. You see, what happens when one goes through some of these shifts? They feel it in different areas. Sometimes it's around your surroundings. Sometimes it's the energy you have set up. Sometimes it's a mechanism that you have set up in order to do your work. Sometimes it's your physical body. But there is change at hand right now on many different levels. And we tell you this is an opportunity to be part of that. What we ask all of you to do, and we know it's not easy, is to step out of the victimhood of it, to step out of the fact that you're constantly looking for ways to heal yourself. One of the aspects that you can do is to bring that healing through to offer to another. When you bring healing energy through your own physicality, even if it's healing with words or healing with music or healing in any way, you set your own energy on different levels and you are able to find new ways to surface and find new ways to ground the energy of light that all of you must carry here on planet Earth. Not easy being a human. Not easy as a spirit has to tie into this dense physical body and make it go through the different levels that it's going through. But we tell you, we're very proud of all of you. Now, there's a new generation coming in, and they're here. You will see them step into adulthood in less than five years. As with that, you're going to find that many of the things that you have been teaching that seem to have fallen on deaf ears or have actually been planted as seeds of light that they will find. Things will be changing. Even the earth herself has started to shift, has started to slow down that inner core and stop it altogether in order to reset her energy. Now, since the earth is of physicality itself and exists on that dimension that you see, for you do not see her spirit all the time, but you see her physicality, by resetting that energy, it also allows you an opportunity to reset yours. And anything you can do to help step into that and be part of that change, anticipate it, research it, find out what works for you and the new opportunities that each and every one of you have as that energy resets. The mother is changing. She's shifting her energy right now in order to make space for the new humans, the new 5D humans that will be here on this planet, to be able to reach through the multidimensional levels, to reunite with parts of yourself that you've long ago seemed to have lost. Most of you aren't aware of the other dimensions of yourself, and yet when you combine them all together, you are the perfect spirit that you've always known yourself to be. Now, yes, when you leave the physical body behind 
and all 11 dimensions go home, you reunite into the perfect spirit and you become part of that. And there are many that are doing that even now. That is the reason we wanted to bring you the information on crossing the veil so that people would be aware of what is taking place and lose some of the fear around it. But when a person crosses with fear, they end up having to recoup that time and energy on the other side. Not time per se, but energetics. So this allows you to step right across the veil and dance in the light. Now, most of you are staying. Most of you are going to reset your energy, even if you're dealing with life-threatening issues right now. And there are many tools that are coming forward, even carried in this new generation of 5D humans. For you have been holding this door open. Most of you have been time and time again the healers that have planted the seeds of the new earth and the energetics. Some of you have paid physical prices to do this. Some of you have paid emotional energetics and had to go through difficulties of resetting your own energy multiple times in order to do this. But here it is. What we ask you to do now is to listen. There are new voices on earth. There are new voices on the other side of the veil where we reside, trying to get through to you all the time, but you're used to tuning in on one level only. Broaden your reach. Look at the larger aspect and dare to speak it when you find it. You will hear your own channels coming through in new ways. You'll hear new information coming through you that you will receive from the other side of the veil if you are part of this change. What does it take to do that? It's very simple. You set your intent. You set your focus to be part of the change today and part of the new earth and watch what happens. Piece by piece, things start changing. Yes, you'll even find your own physical body rejuvenating to some degree. Some of you are, have gone very long times with this and worked with this in different areas. Many of you have taught this information. Well done, well done. Now it is time for you to reap the benefits from it as well. You'll find that you have opportunities of light that are now gathering on earth along with this new generation that is starting to take place in the adult world around you. It's fairly new. You'll find it. You'll see it. Enjoy the journey, dear ones, and know that you are in the right place at the right time. Breathe into your being and know that the light is all around you. You have left a trail of light on this planet already. And now it's time for you to receive the results of that light. This new generation of beings that are coming on this planet have been here. They're here now. They're stepping into early adulthood and it's only the beginning of this change. The earth herself is setting up for change, massive change. Will it affect humanity? Absolutely, it'll affect humanity. It'll actually give you a new place to create a new game. What if you were starting over? What if you were starting over all the game of planet Earth? How would that work for you? Now is the time to have those dreams. Now is the time 
to set those energies and to set your intent to be part of that. It's a wonderful time to be here on planet Earth. Dear ones, you are magical creator beings pretending to be separate, pretending to be finite, when in truth, you're infinite beings having an experience in a small dimension of time-space. Hold that energy in your heart. And as we've mentioned many times, love as much as you can, in any direction that you can. And if you're having challenges with the physicality, love the physicality. Love your bodies. Love their challenges, for they have brought you to higher vibrations. Even your sensitivities have learned, have taught you how to open up from that point forward. Dear ones, you are the magical beings that have decided to be here at this time of change. Not the easiest contracts that you've made, but we're not worried. You see, the greatest angels that have ever lived are here on the planet. We're speaking to many of you right now. Hold your power. Know that it's yours, even over the physicality. Know that you can work in harmony with much of the new energy. And as these new beings open up and start to step forward into the seeds of light that you have planted, you'll feel validated. You'll feel understanding in new ways. And healing is here on Earth. So with the greatest of honor, dear ones, we ask you to treat each other with respect. Make space for these new humans. Know that you are one of them. Understand that you are never here alone. Nurture one another at every opportunity and play well together as you create this new game. Aspavo, dear ones, I am observer. And I do like to watch. Aspavo.